Welcome to episode 8 of Call Combos. In today's combo, Susan and Esther discuss seasons of waiting and the different ways we can choose to get through these times of uncertainty. Good afternoon, Esther. <laughs> Hello, Suze. How are you going? Not too bad. I'm enjoying the sunshine here in New South Wales, and I just spent a couple of days at the beach, so that was really good. That's so great. What did you do there? Uh, so I went with a few friends from uni and basically just spent time in the water, went to cafes, had some pretty good coffee, and did a few coastal walks as well. Um, so it was just a really relaxing few days to go away with friends and take mm. some time away from uni. Yeah. That's so great. That sounds exactly like how I spend my last, well, not last week, but the week before I went on a holiday with our other good friend. Shout out to Celia. Celia, you. <laughs> um, yeah, we just went to the sunny coast, did a bit of um, sightseeing, hiking, visiting little towns, eating food and just catching up on life. And it was yeah. just such a good time. Um, to chat to Melbourne friends again. Um, so, Suze, today is our second episode of a candid combo. Mm -hmm. So, uh, today we decided to talk about seasons of waiting, which is a bit of an arbitrary term. I think I needed you to kind of describe what you meant by that when you brought it up as a topic. Did you want to briefly describe what you meant for our listeners as well? I didn't think of it as having many different aspects, but after you mentioned it, I was like, that's true. There's so many different um, ways to think about seasons of waiting. I think why I brought it up, why I wanted to talk about it was because I felt like this whole season um, of, or this whole year really of COVID has been a huge season of waiting for so many people like our lives have been put on pause with so many things like seeing people making plans traveling um even just having to stay home and not being able to do our normal lives um I felt like yeah there was a lot of waiting involved and mm. I think it's definitely something to think about if it's going to be you know taking up pretty much all our time we're in this season yeah. of waiting um, I think there are ways that we can be waiting well um, and also ways that are maybe not as healthy forms of waiting. So I just thought it would be a good thing to have a chat about. Mm. Yeah, it is an interesting topic to discuss and very topical with what's going on in the world at the moment. I think it's good that you brought up healthy and potentially unhealthy coping mechanisms during a time of waiting. Mm. I remember at the start of lockdown 1.0, we had a lot of really fun things that people were doing. People were looking into making banana bread or the Dal Dalgona coffee. Oh, yeah. Oh, wow. Um, that was that felt like ages ago. It really does, doesn't it? Um, or getting into gardening. I know my dad got really into gardening and started to do that more. And people were discovering different Netflix shows to be watching. Mm -hmm, yeah. 
and Animal Crossing. That was a big thing people were getting into to be able to connect with their friends and family and even strangers in a virtual space. Um, so Nintendo definitely made a lot of money in the first mm-hmm. wave. And Zoom was such a novelty as well. No one knew what Zoom was. Yeah, and there were so many new things that people were being exposed to and kind of relishing in that novelty of being able to spend more time with their family and friends, enjoying the outdoors, making the most of those daily walks. Mm -hmm. But as time went on, that kind of started to change. Yeah, I think, I guess like the novelty of it kind of wore off. Um, and yeah, just not being able, being so restricted with the things that we could do. I guess all these things that you just mentioned were things that we could have done, um, even before COVID, but, um, we were kind of forced into doing those things. And then after a while, we kind of realized, hang on, there are other things that I do want to do, but I'm not allowed to do those things. And yeah, yeah. I think usually when you're waiting for something, there is an endpoint in sight. So, for example, if I'm waiting to go and see the doctor, I'm sitting in the doctor's office, that's a classic place where waiting times can turn into a very long ordeal. Um, I know that there's something at the end of it. I know that no matter how long I'm sitting here for, there's an order to the system and I will get to see this doctor for my appointment. However, with COVID, we don't really know what the end point is. People keep talking about things getting better once we have a vaccine. Once the vaccine comes, everything will go back to normal. The world will be a better place. We'll be able to travel wherever we want, um, go wherever we want. But that may or may not be the case. And I think some of that uncertainty is what makes this particular season of waiting very difficult and kind of unique to what Mm. a lot of us have experienced before. Yeah, definitely makes it scary and a bit anxiety-inducing, especially I think about our Melbourne friends um, who are very much still unable to do a lot of things. Um, Yeah, not knowing when they will be able to do things again is definitely scary. And I guess as humans, we don't like to feel like we're boxed in, especially in this um, first world society um, where we have a lot of freedom. the thought of like, oh, you're going to tell me what I can or cannot do is a bit scary. Mm. So, yeah. Did you ever, when did you start seeing this as a season of waiting or when did you know first th- start thinking about that? I think when I went home to Melbourne around March during the first lockdown and everything had become pretty much online. My uni course was completely online and most of our interactions with others were online as well. And the novelty had started to wear off, I think about a couple weeks into lockdown. And that's when it felt like we were just waiting for the whole thing to end and waiting for the old normal to come back. I think an analogy I use to describe this kind of state of mind is when you're diving underwater and you hold your breath and time just seems to slow down, time seems to stop and 
it's like really cool at the start because you're underwater and you're holding your breath but within seconds your brain's like oh no you're not meant to be here you are not a fish you are not created to be underwater and you're doing everything in your power to be able to get back up to the surface and take a breath of fresh air and that rushing back up to the surface and taking that first gulp of air you wonder why you took breathing for granted ever but then quickly you know you go back to breathing normally and it's all fun and games and you kind of forget that experience Mm -hmm. I felt like that season of waiting is that period underwater when you suddenly realize this isn't where you want to be forever and you're trying to scramble for air um I don't know if that analogy fully makes sense, but that's kind of what it felt like because there were so many things that I wanted to do with this year, things that I wanted to experience, stuff that I wanted to learn through my course and people that I wanted to be with um, that all of a sudden was put on pause and I didn't know when I could press play on it all again. Mm. Um, And I think that was that kind of frustrating aspect because like you said before, I had no control over that. And I didn't know how I could change the situation. Hmm. Yeah, that's such a good analogy. And I think even thinking to the second wave as well, it's kind of like people were a bit scarred from the first wave and they didn't really get to come up to the surface, take their proper breath, and then they were kind of forced back underwater again. Mm. Um, And, yeah, just that feeling of, oh no I've experienced this before and now I'm experiencing it again I don't know when the next time I get to go back up to the surface and take another breath is um mm. it's almost worse the second time rather than the first time yeah 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 I think for me with um the whole wait like COVID thing it hasn't really been so much in this current season or like when I went back to Melbourne for two months I think at the start I was very worried about the whole waiting and not knowing what I'll do during the waiting but after a few weeks of it I realized that oh this is actually so enjoyable like I just loved um, spending that time with my family but I think the thing that I um, have been struggling a bit more with is um, the future and um, not being able to plan for the future like my current life is great even when I was back in Melbourne not working that was pretty great but not knowing what the future is going to look like when I um, will be able to go back to Melbourne again if I want to like continue staying in the Gold Coast um, and or if I ever want to do missions overseas in the future just not being able to know those things and plan for those things I think that's what I find a bit um, daunting. Yeah, I think that uncertainty and lack of control seems to be a theme that's been coming up, especially within our discussion of talking about COVID and how it relates to this season of waiting. I think I'm also reflecting on different seasons of waiting that might not be directly related to COVID. Yeah, yeah that's a good point. Um yeah, so many different types of waiting, um, even kind of like waiting to grow and like develop as a person. I think that's a huge one as well. Sometimes I'm by myself being frustrated with like, oh, I wish I was more patient <laughs> or something mm. um, or just not as anxious a person or just wish I knew how to like 
cook better. Um, all of these things take time. And I guess in our very um, instant gratification society, it can be frustrating um, being yeah, in a season of waiting and um, there's really no shortcut to get to certain things. Hmm. I like that example of like a waiting for the person that you want to become. Like there's this gap between the person you are now and the person you're going to become. But would you say that that is something that you're waiting for, Suze, or is it something that you actively have a role in because you can't necessarily sit around and wait for your character to change into the thing that you want it to be? Yeah, it's definitely not a passive thing where you're just like, oh, I'm just sitting around waiting to be a good cook or a good audiologist. But at the same time, it's not, there's also a lot of work that you have to put in hours of, or like, let's say if you want to be a good um, musician, there's a lot of hours of practice that you have to put in, but it's not something that just happens overnight. I think that's kind of what I meant by how yep. it's like a waiting period as well. So yep. Yeah, you're not just sitting around not doing anything, but you kind of have to wait and wait out the period of like where you, the goal that you want to get to. Hmm. So I guess another aspect in the seasons of waiting is that it can be active or passive. So you can choose to be actively working toward that goal, whatever it may be. Um, or even with my example before, of finding a significant other, you can choose to be active and work on your personality or work on being in environments where you can meet people or working on your confidence to be able to strike up conversations. Or you can choose to be passive and just go, oh, well, I don't like where I'm at, but I feel like I don't want to do anything about it or I feel like I can't and I'm just going to let the universe or fate or whatever people might use to describe it to kind of bring about that change that I'm waiting for now. Yeah, just whinging about it and being a bit bitter. And I guess that is like what we were talking about at the start, healthy and unhealthy forms of waiting. And that's probably an example of an unhealthy form of waiting where you're just kind of whinging and being um, really angry at the world or angry at God about, yeah, not being where you would like to be. Yeah. Yeah. Are there situations, do you think, where it's not possible to be actively waiting? Are there situations where you just can't do anything? Um, I would say there are definitely situations where you are not in control of how quickly you can get to the outcome. Um, mm. For example, with um, COVID, you don't have control over when you can go out again. That's not really up to us. Um, but I do think that in our waiting, um, we can choose how we want to wait. So we can either wait um, patiently and kind of faithfully and using our time well, or we can kind of squander away our time and um, just spend, spend it complaining and, um, yeah, just wasting it away. I yep. think something that I thought about, so it took me six months to get the job that I currently have. And, and during that time, it was def definitely felt like a season of waiting for me. And one of the things that I thought about was what it means to wait in faith and 
yeah, I guess also an answer to your question, like we as Christians believe that God is in control and sometimes we, oh, all the time, we really just have to trust God and trust that um, he knows what's happening and we don't really know what the outcome is or when um, the thing that we want might happen. Um, and so for me, the verse that I kept coming back to was um, in Hebrews where it talked about what faith is. Yeah, Hebrews 11 verse 1. Now faith is the assurance of things hoped for, the conviction of things not seen. Um, and for me, I really felt very strongly that in the season that I was in, it was a season of waiting, but um, in that waiting period, that was the only time that I really got to show faith and live out what faith means because, um, you know, it's conviction of the things hoped for and assurance of the things hoped for and conviction of the things not seen. And so once you actually come out the other end, um, when you can see the things, see the whole situation and look at it in retrospect, then you don't really need the faith anymore. The faith is not really only for the period tying you up to the point where you get to look back and see everything and um, see everything um, come to fruition. Um, yeah. And so that was something that I tried to be really conscious about, about waiting well and not just, um, yeah, not not exercising faith. Um, so yeah yeah so a, I really like how you brought that idea of faith into it I think it's very true you can't have faith when you know exactly what's going to happen next and when you feel like you're in full control of what's happening in a situation or what's going on in your life another analogy I heard in a sermon once is that faith and fear both have the same ingredient and that ingredient is uncertainty mm. because in the space of uncertainty, you can have choose, choose to have faith in something. And for us, we've described that faith in God, the one who we believe is in, in control of everything that is happening our, in our lives and in the world. But also you could have fear where you're constantly worrying or being concerned about what's happening and using up all that mental energy to be fearful and scared of what may or may not come next. Um, so I think there is an aspect of choice in there when you choose to be actively doing things or in cases where you can't do things to alter what's coming next. The only thing we can do is to work on our mindset and the way in which we choose to process and deal with the current season of waiting. Mm. Yeah. And I think as well in our society where it's very go, go, go. And this relates back to our previous episode as well about finding rest in, um, yeah, when it is so, when being busy is seen as something that's really positive. But mm. I think sometimes waiting is um, can be a form of obedience and can be part of God's plan. Like we see that so often in the Bible with um like um, Noah, where he was in the boat just waiting for the waters to go down, or with Moses, where God only kind of spent 80 years building his character and then used him in the last 40 years of his life. Um, yeah, I think it's just a really good reminder that um, waiting can be part of God's plan and um, can be a form of obedience as well. Well, 
as usual, it was lovely chatting with you, Sue. You too. I'll catch you in the next cool combo. <laughs> See you later. to this episode of Call Convoys. We hope you enjoyed our little thoughts about seasons of waiting. What about you? What do you think is a healthy way of waiting? <laughs>